Fastemise Valtteri du Châtelet, Mish Marilyn Crellin. Hello, I'm Marilyn Crellin, and I'd like to welcome you to this programme, which is called Châtelet. In Châtelet this week, on Châtelet and Kate Shaw, Care de Fagan and Elian Mavey, an opportunity to see the island as it was. Katie Clugston of Manx National Heritage tells us about some 60-year-old films. Skil Noor Machian Shan Kharbid, a new story about an old vehicle. Sarah Goodwins has produced another in her series of tram tales. As Kunyak Ten, and a reminder about the Manx Fiddle Orchestra. Shefi Clowns Doolish for Joseph Royston. Van Machegger, Joseph Walter Royston, Enitma Walter, Ruggit on Stoolish, Uns Hockey Jeg, Carefeed as Kerjeg. They feed Blainer de Eish, Trechau and Kid Kager say, or Toshach, as Henke de Vane, Alter J and Royal Flying Corps. Lurgen Kager, Uns Neuchy Jeg as Nijeg, Fuse Walter Rish Anna Cunningham, as Hugger de Fetcher Rish a tail. Gau Walter Toshach er eich hwys me fi clair. As o sian de bachtel ec mullach ag erim, er yn oed y lyd ei ei de gofrach o'n stred rodni o'n slerfol. Ni ai, henke de menig dos dwlis son lein Sarah, merish er luchtai. As fain yn oed chi jeg jaius fiden, fe gi yn di yn yw ffilm yn jeu tacatyn fa goel an o'n siôr. Beg yn rosyn na chaga seil, henke er ash dos manen de chumol. As hanny e jinu film and derra na nai he jeg jayas daiden. Who re bears on stoolish on sanai he jeg tree feeders nan. After returning to his native Douglas just before the Second World War, Walter Royston went on to become a member of Nobles Trustees. He served on the Douglas licensing bench and was also on the committee of the Children's Home for a long period. From 1943, he became a member of the Airports Board and was connected with the founding of the Air Training Corps in the island. Walter Royston was a keen amateur filmmaker, and it's now possible to access some of that material, as Katie Clugston of Manx National Heritage told Phil Gorn. My name's Katie Clugston. I am a digital collections assistant for Manx National Heritage. I help put things online, make social media content, and um, I've been working with a really exciting project, which is putting films online digitally for everyone to watch. It's a really amazing project. We've got so much content for people to see and so much for people to get involved with as well. Everything's available on our iMuseum. We have our first batch already released, which is called Sunny Days on the Isle of Man. Our second batch of films is called um, Making Ronald's Way Fly Away With Me. Royston, who took the films, was actually um, also on the airport's board. So we've got some really fascinating footage of inside Ronald's Way and the extension of Ronald's Way and some stuff that I don't think has been seen before. So that's our second batch which will be released if you follow us on social media you'll be able to see that there and the third batch will be in november the 8th of november is the release and that is the isle of man and the second world war when i joined manx national heritage they'd already been digitized 
I know that would have been quite a long and, and hard process. And then for my role when I joined, luckily they were all there for me to watch, which is amazing. But I have to sit there and go through, which isn't a chore, it's fantastic. It's a fantastic thing to do and pick out any things of interest, places, put keywords down so people can search them on iMuseum. But there is all sorts. So we've got coloured footage and black and white footage. There's some amazing scenes of Peel Castle with the sunset. Um, we've got the 1947 TT. We've got 1947 Derby. It's been an incredible opportunity for me to sit there and catalogue all these films. On our iMuseum website, we now have a button on the home screen which said watch the films. So the 22 films that are already up, you can click on that button and then you'll be taken to all of the films. If you click on an individual film, you'll be able to watch it. And below there is a comment section. Now, it's just been me cataloguing these, so I haven't got all the knowledge in the world. I'm certainly no expert. So if you recognise great uncle billy or you know somebody in the films or a location that hasn't been mentioned please drop a comment on our museum and either me or my colleagues will see them and we will surely add that into the description how do you find the eye museum if you're looking on the internet if you just type in iMuseum on Google or your search or the actual address is imuseum.im and they will come up on the home screen. There's a nice big banner with a snippet of a picture from one of the films that says film online. Just click it. Or um, alternatively, if you follow us on Facebook, we have posted links to the footage on Facebook. We've also given a couple of clips as well. So there's multiple ways you can find it footage that Royston the man who took the footage he was a dentist and he was born on the island he moved away to Liverpool and he came back in, in summers and for his retirement and he will have taken this footage just as an amateur filmmaker probably thought nothing of it really took footage of flower gardens people going to the shops people along Douglas Prom on the horse trams but this is such an amazing resource for us now to look back and say this is what it was like and he captures some really vibrant scenes and especially with what we've been going through with Covid I think it's amazing to see the Isle of Man so bright and full of life and it's a pick-me-up that, that everybody could do with at the moment watching these incredible films. And you can go to public viewings. Yes, the first one will take place on the 19th of May. They are bookable now and there's also the possibility of doing Zoom viewings. We're, we're looking into that if you're not able to actually make it. But they're free events, they're in lunchtime so you can pop down on your lunch. The first one's 19th of May. The second one for the Ronald's Way viewings will be on the 21st of July and the third one will be sometime in November. Katie Clugston of Manx National Heritage and that first tranche of the films of Walter Royston, which is now available, with more to come later in the year. But tram volk lectrach trogat uns mannen uns hark he jeg carefeeders tree jeg. Achegatoshach, Harawayach na Horus Gare, the Royal Trolty Edda, Castle Darby, as Glion Groudel. Hank the Tramund of Eda Tavi Ho and All at Kirti dus Manon, as the Velad Grey, the Rachs like Unser Tram Carvel dus an eek Tigger at Castle Darby, as Ech reached Unser Tram Carvel, the Horse na Jerrit and Famond a Lie, Foruchton Rishgulls the Tram Lectrach. Lead in all the centaurus tram dus graudel, vi hawk he jeg carefeed as tree jeg, 
Deb Bishakaglion Gradle Metallu Tatnus. Goyles Jack Trogel and Red Jan Kale once Hockey Jeg Kefidis Shejeg. The Manx Electric Railway has a replica freight tram car dating only from 1995. But the next youngest motor tram in the fleet takes us back to 1906. That replica is one of only seven trams that date from the 20th century, with the majority being from the 19th century, built between 1893 when the line first opened and 1899. The 21st century has brought a series of stories about the trams by Sarah Goodwins of Lockton Books, who's written about number 22, an 1899 winter saloon which she's christened Twain, Pam the Paddle Box number 16 from 1898, and one of the 1894 tunnel cars number 7, which she calls Sven. There's now a new story about an 1898 open crossbench car number 14, Fenella. When I was growing up, I, I read a lot of Thomas the Tank Engine, and I thought, the trams need something like this. So about three years ago, um, my husband and I, who, as you know, run Lockton Books, we thought, well, we could do a Tram Tales series. Not, not a rip-off of the Thomas the Tank Engine, but something along the same sort of lines. And we did three to start with, because if we're going to do a series, you, you have to have more than two. And we weren't sure how popular they'd be, so we thought we'd start, start with three, and if they're popular, we'll do more. That was about two or three years ago, and we have been asked to do more, but it's one of those things we've always got something else on, and there are always different projects and things come up, so it's sort of drifted a bit. And then we had lockdown, and we couldn't do anything else. I mean, that sounds as if it was a, a, a bad choice, but most of our books have a lot of photography, and we have to go and interview people and talk to people and, and go and, and look at things. Well, in lockdown, we couldn't do any of that. And the tram tales we can do completely in-house. So we thought, well, this is an ideal time to do a fourth one in the series, which has actually gone down very well. I'm very pleased with it. But, as you say, it's something you did in lockdown because you not only write the stories, but you do the illustrations for us as well. Yes, um, I had to remember how to do them. I wouldn't say that I'm, I'm a natural illustrator or artist or whatever, but and there are a lot of very good illustrators on the island, but we're a very small business and we couldn't afford to employ anybody else, so it had to be me. Um, and so, unusually, from, for the, from the teamwork point of view, I, I actually did most of the book. Usually I do the, the words and George does the pictures, roughly. Uh, but this time, most of it's me. This time, the story is all about tram number 14. So what is it about tram number 14? Well, it sort of picks up from the end of the last one because the last book was called The Really Big Surprise, which was uh, 125 years. It's the 125th birthday of, of the, the Manx Electric Railway. And genuinely, this is not part of the book. For the 125th birthday, a lot of volunteers did up car 14, which hadn't seen the light of day for about 28 years. I'm, that may not be quite the right number, but it's, it's a long, long time. Uh, it was still there, it was in Ramsey Shed, but it hadn't moved for a long time, so as a celebration they thought they'd do it up. So that was, um, this is a spoiler alert, that was the end of the really big surprise. The big surprise was the comeback of Fenella 14. And so I thought, well, I'll pick it up from there and then talk about Fenella for the next book, and that's how we, we, we chose Fenella. And how the story came about is that I thought, I tried to put myself, and I know it's an anthropomorphised tram, but I tried to put myself in the, in the situation of somebody or something in that position. They've got, you know, a lot of the, the, the party happening and everybody welcomes them and it's really exciting. And then because of the way Fenella is built, 
she doesn't go out very often because um, she's a ratchet car. She doesn't have air brakes. She doesn't have any air, any hydraulics at all. So she's braked by hand, which is perfectly safe. But you have to have special training to do it, and not that many people at the moment can drive her. So I imagined her thinking, oh, well, I could get, go out a lot, and then being disappointed that she couldn't go out a lot, and that's where the story started. When you come to look at the trams, then, uh, you mentioned about anthropomorphising a tram. How is it that you find the character in the various trams? Well, sometimes they, they declare themselves, and sometimes we talk to um, the, the motormen and the people that work on them, and they have their own characters. They, 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 we talk to um, drivers of the trams and engineers of the trams, and they have their own character. For example, we haven't actually written a story about uh, Car 6 yet, but I'm told that Car 6 is really macho. And that's not me saying that. That's the, 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 the people who work on it because it's, it's, it's very positive and it's very lively and it, it's sort of, it, it's very, they, they described it as a man's tram. So we couldn't possibly make Car 6 female, for example. We'd have to make it a, a male car. Um, Pam the Paddle Box is the favourite of one of the motormen. I'm not going to name him because he might be embarrassed, but he's the favourite of, of one of the motormen and, and he always calls her she so that's why she became Pam and and that, that's how it's done sometimes it's us and sometimes it's sort of a a, a joint discussion with with it's, it sounds very formal it's not it's not so so much a joint discussion but just we, we pick things up that people say for the three stories in the first series that you've done you've actually recorded them as well yes that was great fun we we got a, a professional to do the 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 sound effects so to speak a gentleman by the name of Tim Price and he did an excellent job a really really good job in fact he did a much better job than we paid him for because we were paying for his time and he, he's a perfectionist and he spent far longer on them than, than I mean he's done a really really good job we felt we got a bit embarrassed after a while because we, we kept seeing him pop up at the side of the the, the the, the trams with the recording equipment and obviously trying to get it right and he's done an excellent job in fact, we've actually had um, tram enthusiasts buy the CD and ask if they can turn the narrative off so that they can just listen to the tram tram noises, which we, we can't do, I'm afraid. We can't turn the narrative off, but it, he, he has done a very good job. And also, all the trams that you hear are actually the trams. They're, they're, for example, I've mentioned um, Fenella 14. She doesn't have a whistle. She has a bell because there's no... Um, air and the air needs is, is needed to produce the whistle. So she has a, a bell that makes it sound like a, a Snaefell mountain tram. Well, he's got that in. He's, he's made the distinction between her and the other trams. And, and, and so any tram that you hear is the actual one that's either speaking or being talked about. Mm. Yes, I remember when they went over to the air horns and I was quite disappointed. I far preferred the bells, to be honest. Well, the, the, the nice thing about the bell is that there's absolutely no doubt at all what it is. Nothing else sounds like a, 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 a tram with a bell. Whereas the whistle can be mistaken for other things I mean, the squeal of brakes or something like that on a, on a motor vehicle but if you if you hear a, a, a bell there's no doubt at all that's a tram it's very nice I must admit I got that one wrong as well at the end of the last uh, the end of book number three um, it's it was one of those silly things I hadn't put together because I love them but I'm not necessarily very knowledgeable about them I hadn't put together that you, because Fenella has no air, she will have no whistle. Now, my husband George, who was a trans enthusiast, he knew this, but he didn't know that I didn't know, so he didn't tell me. <laughs> so, in the end of the last book before this one, we've actually got in the words that Fenella whistles, although Tim rightly put a bell in. Well, I've tried to put that right this time by saying that some silly lady writer didn't even know that she had a bell or something <laughs> along those lines. <laughs>
mentioned the CD of the first three books, so now you've got number four in the series, about number 14. So are there two more books to make up another CD's worth? <laughs> well, I hope so, yes. It's partly to do with, um, I mean, it is a commercial venture, so it's partly to do with how many we can sell. And obviously, not only us, but everybody over the last year has had a terrible business year with no visitors and lockdown and all the rest of it. So we, we need to, in, without wishing to sound too um, too greedy, we, we need to make some money before we can actually do two more books and a CD. But hopefully, I mean, it's certainly one of the things we'd like to do. But hopefully the second CD will come eventually. And the book fits into the series at the same price as the first three. Yes, I was very pleased about that because obviously having had a two or three year gap, costs of paper have gone up, the cost of just the cost of printing, everything's gone up. But we did think it was quite important if we could to keep it to the same, the same price and we have managed to do that. We're not going to eat very much, but we have managed to do that. <laughs> It's priced at five ninety five, and um, bookshops, Lexicon have, have it, Bridge Bookshop have it, the book company have it. Um, the Gaslight Company in Castletown have taken a few. Uh, so it, it is around the island. I think the Manx um, National Heritage are going to take them, but as most of their venues aren't open just yet, there's not much point in them buying them and, and having them sitting there doing nothing. So it, it is available quite widely. I've seen other Lockton books at Christ Tramway Museum. So have the tram tails found their way there yet? Um, yes, we have. Um, actually, Kreitsch take quite a lot of the, the children's stories, the tram tales. Unfortunately, at the moment, because the UK is just coming out of lockdown, they have their shop is... The shop is not open. They, what they have to do, because they're not allowed to le- let people inside buildings yet, so they have a table in the open air. So at the moment, the tram tales... Uh, except for the ones they already have at the moment the tram tails aren't available at Kreitsch because they're not fully open but we have been in touch with them and once they are fully open we will be supplying them but at mo- the moment they're working under the same sort of lockdown um, conditions as ha- have been the case for some weeks and so it's it's difficult for everybody and to hear Fenella number 14 herself we'll have to wait a little bit longer yet Fenella won't be out and about in reality yet for the next three weeks or so as with all of her fleet because the trams aren't starting for another three weeks which is a pity because it's our public transport as well as them being nice but at least they are running Sarah Goodwin's the author and illustrator of To the Rescue, the fourth in her series of tram tales. Tachok Haslason, Jay Shan Hunya as Fault Benz for Zeg Vua Venege, Nahaya Ke, on Storisechot, Cloy Chelida. Tachoko Haslas, Jay Tom Tagatas Grenaby. Shay Tulyeve, as Nyes. They shivesha her and pobble, Yorish screw screwing and as chumnachin son slyella. They cloy and chelida, hamasahil as sahavel, akdute rishin gry, fiddle. Ta fiddle tom taggart, uns tie tash divan and uns doolish. In 1653, James Chaloner carried out a review of the island for Thomas Fairfax, who had been appointed Lord of Man by the Parliamentarians. This was published as a short treatise of the Isle of Man. 
and in it he describes the people of the island as being much addicted to the music of the violin, so that there is scarcely a family in the island more or less can play upon it. Unfortunately, he rather spoils the image by saying, but as they are ill composers, so are they bad players. Be that as it may, there's an opportunity to get involved in playing the fiddle this Saturday afternoon, the 8th of May. Just to remind us of the background, here's the Manx Music Development Officer to Culture Vannon, Chloe Woolley. This is something that violin teacher Katie Lawrence has had in mind for a while. So through Culture Van and, and through Incarnate, we thought this could be an opportunity to do it this year. Why not gather anyone who plays the violin together, not necessarily traditional musicians, but anyone fancies being part of this new ensemble to learn some Manx tunes and perform them all together. Well, we thought, yeah, we'll do this this year and premiere at Incrinit about the festival. Mm. The first practice is going to be on Saturday the 8th of May. If anyone's interested in joining, they can get in touch with me through manxmusic at culturevannon.im or go on manxmusic.com and have a look in the news area and they'll see the link to the music. What we're asking of people is that it doesn't matter um, what your ability is. Katie will work out some easier bits if people aren't that proficient but we want everyone to memorize the tunes so we can just play them as a massed string group at this event so we're going to do three sets amongst tunes and katie's already she's got some arrangements in mind but the people can have a look at the music in advance before the eighth and let me know if they'd like to come along the first rehearsal will be in the Athol Room at the Centenary Centre in Peel at 3 o'clock on Saturday the 8th of May. And if people let me know that they're going to come so we've got an idea of numbers, that would be great. It's open to all ages. We've got a good selection already, actually. It's almost 30 fiddlers have already signed up from all sorts of backgrounds. We've got some of the folk fiddlers and then some music students plus symphony orchestra players. Mm. It's not just violins. Violas and cellos, double basses are welcome too. So it should be really good fun. Chloe Woolley of Culture Vannon and that reminder of this Saturday's first rehearsal of the Manx Fiddle Orchestra. Last time we heard some new music for Balden, the Manx Maytime. And next time in Chatelet, we'll hear more about the May celebrations. However, to close Chatelet this time, we'll hear another new Balden tune, this one written by Becky Hurst and associated with one of the old traditions, and it's called Kerfothend and Tamagoni, Take a Match to the Gorse Butch.
Becky Hurst, Kerfodd and Tamagoni. Take a match to the gorse butch. As Michelle, Shane by Shackleyn Keatshaw, and so that brings us to the end of the programme. So from me, Marilyn Crellen, phone Marilyn Crellen, sledding you. 